0: Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the Money MoneyWeb at Midday Show. The show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. My name is Raik van Niekerk and it's a pretty blue Monday on world markets today. There's a lot on, lot of red on my screen. Uh, in South Africa, NASPAS is down by more than 2% and that of course has a massive impact on the overall market. Uh, but it seems as if markets are a bit spooked by last week's numbers from Facebook and Twitter. And there could even be some caution before Apple announces numbers tomorrow. On the local corporate front, there was a 1 billion Rand BEE transaction for EOH. Willemann reported interims this morning and there were also sales updates from Spur and Massmart. And I'll speak uh, in a minute to David Shapiro of SASFIN about this and other news. And uh, a bit later I'll speak to Brian Thomas of Lorien Capital about the slightly better than expected trading update we saw from retailer Massmart. But let's look at the indicators. Currently, the JSE All Share Index uh, down two-thirds of a percent to 56,793 points. Resources down 1.04%. Industrials down 0.8% and financials also down 0.4%. Gold, uh, the gold index is bucking the trend up nearly a third of a percent. On world markets, the FTSE 100 is trading uh, 0.3% down. The DAX also down 0.27%. The CAC 40 down 0.4% earlier in Southeast Asia. The Nikkei gave back 0.75%. The Shanghai lost 1.26%. While Hang Seng closed down a quarter of a percent. Um, Let's look at some individual uh, shares that are performing well massmart after a fairly decent or better than expected uh, trading update up uh, 4% Vivo up 2.6% Fortress uh, up 2.2% Sabania Gold has gained 1.9 Nepi Rock Castle also stronger 1.85% higher and uh, RCL also up one and three quarters of a percent. On the downside, Sassel down 2.2%. Naspas down 2.1%. Imperial has lost 2.08%. Kumba Iron ore da- down 1.76%. Anglos also down one7 While Glencore also uh, trading down one point percent let's look at currencies the the rand is trading at 13 rand 18 to the dollar 17 rand 29 to the pound and 14 rand 40 against the euro the dollar is trading at 111 japanese yen the euro is trading at 1.16, and the pound at 1.31. bitcoin is trading at eight thousand one hundred and sixty nine dollars or one hundred and twelve thousand two hundred and twenty two rand gold is trading at one thousand two hundred and twenty two dollars platinum at $823.80 US cents, Brent crude at $74.63 and on the capital market the R186 is trading at 8.59%, not a bad showing there, Uh, not a bad showing there, David Shapiro from SASFIN, welcome to the show, Uh, not a good day on the markets and it seems like uh, there's a bit of nervousness uh, especially relating to the big tech stocks.
1: Uh, it's surprising Um, we have to get Apple's numbers out I'm not surprised that Netflix and Facebook uh, also wasn't too surprised in fact the results that came out of Facebook were pretty good it's just uh, what the outlook statement is but um, overall Rake um, there's still nervousness on the market because we're getting good numbers coming out of the US and it might be a derating what I mean by de-rating is that earnings are now catching up with the multiples that people put them on and their PE ratios and uh in other words uh the market might have run too far ahead. But I'm also a little surprised after reading that uh, US GDP number and uh the outlook that's coming out well Trump inspired outlook from a lot of his advisors and um you know followers Uh, I'm surprised that there wasn't more reaction to that. I mean, it's a very strong number. But what the market's saying, hold on, let's see, um, uh, central banks are going to tighten, the the, the Fed is still going to tighten, uh, it might not be as sustainable as as they're promoting. So (laughs) the uncertainty in markets, all this cross-talk, um, I think it's just keeping investors back because on the strength of some of the, the numbers that we're getting, I think that this market should have been stronger. So, uh, you know, there's no doubt that, that he talks over tariffs and um, the belligerency over, uh, uh, you know, Trump's attitude towards his, his um, you know, his, his neighbors and allies. I was listening, like I was listening to him actually talk and he used, um, words like destroy you know and uh, things like that those kind of how how uh, they, they have been destroyed by you know by trade and uh, what were the other words um, there were a couple of other very hard uh, you know very hard words uh, directed at uh, his trading partners and other countries so you know all of this has had to have some impact on sentiment.
0: But you know, we see a, a very strong GDP growth number from the U.S. Mm. as you've alluded to, one four point one percent for the second quarter, um, and uh, Trump taking all credit for it. How much credit <laughs> do you think he can take for it? I,
1: I, I, to me, the, the credit goes to to Bernanke, you know, for uh, after after '08, how he restructured and uh, forced the banks there to take on more capital. And put them into a position. Also, his quantitative easing program. I mean, all of that created the the whole foundation. Of course, Trump comes in with with tax cuts, and we yet to see the benefits of that, or whether they are sustainable. You know, by cutting taxes, he hopes that growth picks up. But it's uh it's going to take time before we're able to pass that kind of judgment. Um, Some of them possibly, some of them no, some of them maybe. No, but The way he talks is obviously, um, you know, if I was Batman or Superman, I'd be very nervous of Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: Nasp- <laughs> N- if you're he's saving the world you know. as long as you're not Robin yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no. Naspers uh, share price down obviously due to, to no. 10 cent but Anne Crotty wrote a fantastic piece uh, in, in oh, the business day that. this morning about you know the, the uh, 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 significant opposition no. uh, to the um, remuneration policy yeah. from shareholders mm. and uh, there seems to be yeah. a lot of noise, bad noise mm-hmm. around Naspers at the moment
1: I think so. You know, it's a lot of negative sentiment against the company, which has been incredibly successful here. And, And I think the source of the anger is that Chris Becker made a very important investment in Tencent. It's a passive investment. He took money invested in it. They don't run it. They're not responsible for uh, the profits. They account for it. Of course, they do account in their numbers, but they're not receiving – they're not directly involved in the running of Tencent. The problem is that that everybody associated with NASPES is now benefiting from that in terms of uh, remuneration. And I think this is where the anger goes. You know, and they're not directly responsible, so um, that's that's where shareholders are objecting. Um, I you one might credit Chris Becker for having had the foresight, but I think a lot of operational managers are not really involved, and I think that's where opposition's coming in. And how they're hiding it, according to Ann's um, article, is that they're not, for, you know, they're not showing the true opposition uh, of of. Um, of shareholders, in fact, the end share, which is the listed thing, to these policies, but it's 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 big. you know we're down about I don't know what we're down. I was looking at Tencent. Tencent could be down forty and fifteen percent since the beginning of the year, which is completely out of line with with the other uh, tech stocks, and so there's a quite a bit of adjustment, and that's had a big impact. So, Rake, the big question is how's is this going to impact on? Um, How's this going to impact on remuneration policy next year? Do they now take a knock or do they give money back?
0: What happens? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. The Nasdaq is mm-hmm. down close to nine percent since the beginning of the year. So also, mm-hmm. that's locally. Yeah, that's locally. Uh, yeah. Let's quickly look at some corporate news. Uh, just quickly, EOH yeah. they signed a billion rand empowerment deal with Libashi Financial Services, and that will uh, inject nice, uh, a nice cash uh, amount into the business. There's a lot of things happening at EOH recently. Well, well I, I, okay. You know,
1: they've had to kind of restore their credibility. This was one of the top businesses uh, over the last five years in terms of in terms of empowerment. And uh, things have fallen apart in the last years. I mean, it's down. I don't know you And there's not a lot of about the whole business model, but I think uh they've appointed a new CEO and a lot is being done now to try to get them back on track. The chart still looks awful. <laughs> you know, it's still, I'm still not enticed to, to to call the bottom yet. And yeah. and, and I think right to be fair, we've got to get to the bottom of why they are where they are. <laughs> In other words, why uh, yeah, there there the are a lot of fundamental questions, you know, we've seen We've seen a lot happening in their um, can't, can't acquire anymore and um, you know, um, certainly they're losing contracts or certainly lower margins on a lot of contracts. But I think we also need to get to why people abandon them so much. And when that story's out, I think we can start to turn it around.
0: Yeah, year-to-day down 40%. Uh, over the last three years, nearly 80%. Um, yeah. Really got hammered. Hewleman, uh, interesting company. Its revenues yeah. were yeah. up 3%, but the net profits uh, a quarter of what it was uh, at 42 million. This, mm-hmm. These are numbers for the first, uh, well, the six months to the end of June. And headline earnings down 76% from 54 cents to 13 cents. Um, and... Uh, uh, the results this morning pointed fingers at the U.S. and the potential impact the trade uh, terrorists may well,
1: have. Well, they, they could benefit because I don't think they're... Um, do they pay... I think when they export, uh there the tariff increases on, on imposed upon them, I know that they did say that they've raised prices, but they're in a difficult position. They import the the buy, they import the input mm-hmm. uh, product, uh, and then they export their 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 output. So, <laughs> uh, rand and uh, timing can have a huge impact on them. And of course, uh, international trade. One of the big problems as prices go up, it, it decreases demand for for. For aluminium cans and as prices go up um you know for for other aluminium products so um they're in a d i saw the shares were up, but i mean this is also a company which has um had a lot of troubles along the way trying mm-hmm. to steady the ship there but it is it's it's a it's a difficult one to read because of the differences that currencies can have and and of course they've got a they're a commodity producer, so you've got the price of aluminium
0: in as well. And electricity also somewhere in there. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) David will have to leave it there. Thank you, David Shapiro. David Shapiro is from Sasfin. Retailer Massmart issued a trading statement today, which has been well received in the market. The retailer said business conditions had improved in recent months. But despite a marginal increase in sales, the group warns that its headline earnings for the six-month period to the end of June may decline by between 37 and 47%. Brian Thomas is a Portfolio Manager at Laurium Capital and also a specialist in the retail sector. Brian, welcome to the show. What did you make of this trading update?
2: I actually, actually thought it was a reasonably good trading update. I think we just have to take some context here that there have been a few trading updates out of May Smart over the course of the, over the course of this year. Um, remember the first one that came through at the end of May, the 24th of May, if I recall correctly, and the guide at that point... to a a very drop at that point they got a 68% drop in profitability Um, and there were two components to that there was a regular component which was just the, the poor trading that they were seeing at the time, and then there was an additional component which was effectively a restructuring. So they're moving the head office from um, from Durban to uh, um, to Johannesburg of one of the divisions, um, and that's going to that's going to cost some money as they as they lay off uh, as they lay off people. Um, but regular trading there was indicated to be very soft. Then, since then there's been a couple of a couple of other trading updates that have come out with the last one being today, and actually, things have started to get a little bit better if you follow the, follow the trend so the initial the initial guidance on an, on a pre restructured basis so not looking at those re- restructuring just looking at the core of the business, the initial guidance was it was that earnings are going to be down thirty six to forty six percent in this uh, in this first half um, the guidance is now sixteen percent to twenty six percent Still not a great set of numbers, but certainly a lot better than, uh, than what we'd seen earlier in the year. If yep. you look at the the drop in the share price from the 24th of May, the share price had dropped nearly 25% um, post that, uh, that first update that, uh, that we've, we've seen. That we saw, and there's been a little bit of a recovery. A little bit of recovery.
0: Yeah, the but the whole sector has seen some headwinds. How does these results or these prospective results tie in with the uh, the current environment within the whole or the broader retail sector? You know, it's a tough
2: environment for the retail for retailers at the moment. There there are a few headwinds that they have. One of the biggest headwinds that they have is uh, um, is inflation. Inflation is generally a retailer's uh, retailer's. Free and we've been in, in a very low inflationary environment and that impacted, uh, impacted virtually all the retail. And then also the, uh, the economy itself. You know, we've, we started off the year in, I guess, what everyone calls ramaphoria and then it took some time to realize that actually real political changes need to take place before the economy starts to the start, starts the fire and there just hasn't been the flow through of consumption that uh, I guess people had hoped for in the retail sector. The man on the street is under, still under pressure. We've gone through a VAT hike. We've been through the inflation that we've, we've started to come into the system now in terms of fuel price increases, and you haven't really seen relief coming to the man on the street um, through salary in- increases that would compensate for those increases in, in their day-to-day cost. So the whole retail sector has really been under a bit of pressure from a top-line growth perspective. And that obviously translates into uh, into earnings.
0: It's been actually under a lot of pressure, especially on the, uh, the share price performance. Many of the shares, and I'm, I'm looking here, Woolworths down, you know, year-to-date 20%. Uh, Trueworths down, um, year-to-date 20%, uh, 14% actually. Obviously, the, this sector is under pressure. Uh, but when do you think investors should start to look at the sector again?
2: We're actually starting to think it's a, it's a reasonable time to start looking at the sector, sector now. Um, I mentioned that one of the key things for, uh, for retailers is inflation. And I think we've all, we've all started to feel inflation coming through in our own lives. So you've seen it in the fuel price, and that eventually translates through into inflationary increases at the, at the shops. So... One of the things that benefits retailers is inflation, and the other thing, as I said earlier, is, uh, is just consumption expenditure. We've seen very good consumer confidence numbers coming through over the, over the course of the last few months in, in South Africa. Those will eventually, in our view, turn the consumer into actually buying products at the, at the shops, and you'll end up with uh, the with recovery in, in earnings in very simple terms. If you look at the valuations of these, uh, of these retailers at the moment, most of them are trading, um, I guess, to put it in a technical term, but sort of one standard deviation away from where they would, uh, would historically have traded in terms of the one-year forward earnings multiple that, they, that they're on. So basically, to put it that, that in, in simple terms, um, they're trading one standard deviation away from what we expect their earnings to be one year from, one year from now. Um, on a PE basis. Um, so we think that they, they're starting to look reasonably cheap. Obviously one has to be selective as to which retailer you pick, um, but it's not a bad idea to be looking at retailers at this point given their valuation.
0: We'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Brian. That was Brian Thomas. He's a portfolio manager at Lorium Capital and a specialist in the retail sector. That is unfortunately all we have time for today. The show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. And that's it for this uh, Monday edition of the MoneyWeb at Meadow Show. My name is Van Winniekerk and thanks for tuning in.
2: Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saika.co.za